Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many gathered together, and so much that there was no room to receive him. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when he had broken it up, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why do this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why? Reason ye these things in your hearts, whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk, but that you may know <clears throat> that the son of man have power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy. And I say unto thee, arise. And take up thy bed and go thy way unto thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Amen. Amen. We're talking about encounters with God, encounters with the Lord, moments with Jesus Christ. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you. Father God, we were once as paralyzed as the man on the cot. But Father God, somebody prayed for us. Somebody brought us to the Lord's feet. And he told us, like he told this paralyzed man, arise. Arise, Father God, and we arose and we thank you, Father God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you, Father God, for everything you've done for us, Father God. And most of all, we thank you, Father God, as we continue to grow and to get stronger. We ask that you be with us, Father God. Never, never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What up? What a wonderful story. Let's let's look at this and going to look at it from a different perspective. I think the last time I preached it years and years ago, we talked about a we talked about four of a kind beats a full house. Today we we're going to look at it. We're going to look at these four friends. Even though they're not named, I'm going to give them names. I'm going to get these four friends names. And if you if you have friends, you call yourself have friends, they ought to be like these four. But let's look at verse number one. And, and it says it again, 
He entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Now, Capernaum was Jesus Christ's headquarters. That's where he hung out at. That's where he did so many miracles. And, he, and, 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 and matter of fact, he did so many miracles in Capernaum that there's a scripture that says, Oh, Capernaum, if the miracles that were done in Capernaum that were done in Sodom, Sodom would still be here today. Amen. Jesus done a lot of miracles in Capernaum. He's still doing miracles. Amen. He's still doing wonderful things in the lives of, of his people. He's still doing wonderful things in the lives of folks that don't even believe. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Folks like their sins. Amen. That's what it is. Verse number two, watch this. And straightway, Jesus was in the house. It was noise that he was in the house. And straightway, many gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. People came. They got there early. And they were sitting and they were waiting. And, and, and Jesus not going to miss an opportunity. He's not going to miss an opportunity. Okay, and what he did in this house should be should be happening today throughout our country, and every church that's had their doors open. This is what should be happening, and he preached the word unto them. He preached the word unto them. Okay, meaning he preached the word of God to them. He preached the fact that they needed to be saved. He preached the fact that they needed a savior. He preached the fact that they needed to be born again. He preached John 3.16. I'm sure he was preaching good. I'm pretty sure he was preaching good. Jesus preached good. Okay. Verse 3. Preaching is going on. These four friends, they got they they got their buddy, they got their buddy on a cot. Okay, they got him on a cot. So they showing up late. They showing up late. How about that? You know, they had a good reason to show up late. Okay. And they showed up late. Watch what happens here, though. This is where it gets interesting. And when they could not, it says, and they come unto him, verse 3, bringing one sick of the palsy. Now, when you're sick of the palsy, you know, how many of you know what the palsy is? It's, it's the paralyzed. I don't know if he was paralyzed from his neck down or from his waist down, but he was paralyzed to the point where he couldn't get to the house by himself. Okay, he couldn't follow the crowd to get to the house. He might have known where Jesus was, and I'm sure that he wanted to be delivered from this palsy. Matter of fact, Jesus was healing. Jesus was healing all over the land. Everybody had heard about it. Everybody knew that Jesus was healing. We know, we know from Mark, the book of Mark, that the Bible said he healed everybody. He healed the whole town. We know about the woman of issue with the issue of blood. She was healed. We know the leper was healed. We know the centurion's son. The centurion's servant was healed. He was healing folks. How was he healing folks? He was healing them by touch. He was healing them by the word. He was was just casting out demons all over the land. So imagine you paralyzed. And you hear that Jesus is doing all these miraculous healings. You want to be there. He has some good friends. He has some good friends. He has some good friends. Now watch. We don't know how far they had to travel. We don't know how big this guy was. Okay, he could have been Columbus size. On a cot, four of them. 
We don't know. Could have been, could have been my size or Jeremy's size. Could have been small. Could have been small. Could have been Levon's size or or Miss Blanche's size. But it don't matter. They was getting him where? To Jesus. They was getting him to Jesus. Here, here, here's where it gets good. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, for the people, okay? Be careful now. We talk about this a lot. People will keep you away from Jesus. Okay? They'll block the door. Because see, the world don't want to see nobody get saved. Okay? The world gets mad when, when they see Brother Columbus get down on his knees and start praying. The world says, listen, you know, how did you escape? The world don't want to see nobody getting saved. Okay? And they, they couldn't get in the front door. They couldn't get in the side door. They couldn't get in. And you would think, the people all knew that Jesus was healing folks. You would think that they would say, hey, open up. Let us come through the door. We got a sick man that's going to get healed. They ain't happening. The Bible said they couldn't get to come near unto him for the press. Okay? Not to be, just, not to be stopped. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when he had, when they had broken it up, they let down the bed where unto the sick of the palsy lay. Now, here's where I'm going to stop. And I'm going to talk about these four friends. Okay? And when Jesus saw their faith. Okay? Interesting, we talked about faith on Wednesday night. Boy, didn't we have a great Wednesday night Bible study last week? Oh, my goodness. The Spirit of God just shows up and, and shows out. So, so, so when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen. Okay? See, most people want a physical healing. Most people want a physical healing, but there was something else going on with this man. There was something else going on with this man. This man, this man had, had most likely lived a life much like us. Okay. Because before we can truly be saved, before we can truly be physically delivered from whatever, whatever illness, our sins must be forgiven. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. Okay? Whosoever believeth in him, what? We need our sins forgiven. Amen. We need our sins forgiven. And this man's sins were forgiven. Watch this. Let's cover this stuff. Who's these four friends? Let's put some names on them. Friend number one. What was the, what was the, first, what was the first thing that happened to this man? When, 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 when all, the, all the ruckus was going on, Jesus was in town, back in Capernaum, back at headquarters. This man most likely had been waiting for Jesus to come back. And his friends, friend number one, compassion. You're going to be a good friend? If you're going to be a good friend? You got to be a compassionate friend. Now, that don't mean, no, we don't want to get the word compassion. Some people say the word compassion meaning we mean going to be soft. A compassionate person is not a foolish person. A, pa- a compassionate person is a discerning person. A compassionate person is somebody look at your situation and say, you know what? I can help you. 
a compassionate person would look at that situation and say, this person wants to be helped. You know, you know, some folks don't want to be helped. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Y'all know how I keep it. I keep it like that. Some people like being in the valley. Some people like drama. Some people like mess. Some people like dysfunction. Some people like going to jail. Some folks honestly, some folks do. I'm just going to keep it real. Some people like mess. They like messy stuff. They look for it. They relish it. They don't want you messing with their mess. Come on, Sylvia. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I'm some folks just like that. And, and, and a compassionate person will have compassion on them, too. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm leave you in your mess. Because sooner or later, they're going to want to come out of that mess. And a compassionate person will come by and say, you know what? I'm not going to pass judgment. I, I, I'm not going to say hurtful words. I, I'm, I'm concerned about your situation, but you have to want help. You, you can't help a person they don't want help. They couldn't put this person on this cot and say, we're going to force you to stay. It wasn't like they strapped him on there. Okay? Now, they, you know, the police will come get you and, and they'll force you on that cot. And put the handcuffs on you, spray you with mace. Okay, put they put they knee on the back of your neck for for eight minutes. They they'll come get you. Compassionate person ain't gonna come get you. They're gonna look at you and they're gonna see that you want to be out of this situation and they're gonna show you some love. They're gonna show you some love. How about that? Listen, let me give you a couple of verses. I don't like to talk a whole lot, but I'm backing them up with. Some verses, but we, we have to be compassionate. As men and women of God, we should be the most compassionate persons on, on, this, in the, on this world. Okay? When I look back there and look at my wife, I see a person that's full of compassion. Okay? Amen. That's her gift. That's her gift. She's full of compassion. Okay? She, she's the most compassionate person I know because she do stuff that a lot of folks I, I just ain't called to do. It's her thing. But, but Psalms 86, watch what it says. About the God we serve. See, we, if we call ourselves serving God, we, we, we don't want to be like our father. All, all of us in here, I don't care if you don't really know your father, if you don't even know your father, you like him. Okay? I wish I'd have known, I wish I'd have got to know my father a little more. I wish I'd have looked at him a little more, harder. And I, I spent a lot of time with him. But there's things going on with me that... I want to know that they go on with you. You know, just like this one fingernail won't grow. It just, it, it, part of it will grow out and the other part. I'm like, Dad, is that in your DNA? <laughs> that kind of little stuff. It may, be, it may sound crazy, but okay, I want to know. All right? Little stuff. Because God is our Father. Watch what it says in 86, 15 Psalm. But thou, O Lord, art a God. Watch this. Fool. Of compassion and gracious and long suffering and plenteous in mercy and and truth. Amen. Okay. And now if we got God's DNA. The moment we get saved, we get God's. We get God's DNA. Okay. We His children. So Paul, knowing this, Paul says in in in, in Colossians three twelve, he calls himself a Christian. If you say you're a Christian, you say you're a man of God, you say you're one of God. Paul says this in Colossians three twelve: Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved. He said, bowels of mercy, kindness, 
humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. How about that? Now, that's who we are, if you say. Peter puts it like this. Peter, Peter, Peter wasn't always like this. Okay. Remember Peter? Peter were going sons of thunder. Him and him and him and him and John. And when the Samaritan people didn't want to recognize Jesus Christ, Peter, Peter was one saying, Should we call down fire from heaven? <laughs> see? <laughs> Peter wasn't always the Peter we see. Okay, Peter had to be broken. Okay, he had to be humbled. Okay. He had to be humble. And then after he was humble, he said this. Don't even sound like him no more. Watch. So you see, there's a change that comes. Peter wrote this in 1 Peter 3 8. He said, finally, now this is Peter. Be all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. That's the new Peter. That's the saved Peter. That's the Peter that's been delivered. Okay? Can I give you one more? This. I got I got a bunch of them, but let me give you one more. Remember, we talked about the Good Samaritan not too long ago. When when he was traveling, when he was traveling, see, we we on we missionaries, all of us in here missionaries. So we ought to have compassion on us, okay? We we are carrying around with us. We ought to have a backpack, a spirit Holy Ghost backpack, and it ought to have. Compassion in it. It ought to have mercy in it. It ought to have kindness in it. It ought to have meekness in it. It ought to have long suffering in it. And we don't ever know when we're going to need it, Jeremy. We may have to just pull it out sometime and show somebody some love. Amen. You know, you know, I'm walking around, well, I ain't got no love on me. <laughs> I ain't got no converse. I ain't got no mercy. Mark, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. I don't have no mercy on me today. I'm going to knock you out. See? Woo. We ought to always have it in our, on our, Holy Ghost possession. Here's a here's the Samaritan. Now we already know the one Levite looked over and said, "I ain't messing with him." He, you know, and the other one crossed on the other side. But the a certain Samaritan, watch this. As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now I can take it two ways because I like to mess with scripture like that. He had compassion on the man, and before he could have compassion on the man, he had to have it on himself first. You can't show nobody compassion if you don't have it. You can't give nobody nothing you got. Okay. Okay. So that first friend was compassionate. You know, in, 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 in Matthew 25, watch this story. I got, I, I got, I got a lot today, so y'all hold on. Hold on. God was working with me hard. He says this in, in, in Matthew 25, 34. Watch this. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand. Okay. But the goats on the left. Oh, don't want to be on the left side of the Lord. Okay. Okay. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, that be us. Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we what? Shout and sing the victory. If you're going to be on the right side. 
And we, we may not even, we, we, you know, we're we going to be on the right side. Watch this. Watch this. He says, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Okay, what I say, when I say Wednesday night, be careful how you entertain strangers. For, for you may be dealing with angels unaware. Okay, now one of them three back there was sitting, maybe angels unaware. I don't know, but I tell them, be careful how you deal with them. Be careful how you deal with them. Okay, watch this. Naked and you clothed me. How about that? I was sick. I was sick. And you visited me. How about that? I was in prison. And you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungry and fed thee and thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? Watch the answer for the king. And the king and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, in so much as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to even talk about the folks on the left. I'm going to leave it right there. Okay? I'm talking to God's people today. All right? That second friend, when Jesus saw their faith, he, the second friend was none other than None other than faith itself. Jesus saw their faith. Okay? What did he see? What did he see? Faith, faith is an action word. Okay? Now, I've already said the paralyzed man couldn't get there on his own. He could, all he could do is lay there. And these people, these four men had enough faith. They had seen enough from God that they knew we got to get our loved one to Jesus. Man, we got to get our loved one to Jesus. And, and, and sometimes getting loved ones to Jesus takes work. Okay? Faith, again, is an action word. It's an action word. Think about, think about the great people of faith in the Bible. God put them all to work. Not, not a one of them, not a one of them. When you start talking about the heroes of faith, you start talking about great people of faith, they were workers. They were workers. And not only were they workers, they, they sacrificed a lot to be in the will of God. And this is what I mean. Noah was called a man of faith. We don't know what Noah was doing prior to God saying to Noah, you need to build this ark. Okay? We don't read anything in the Bible about Noah saying, why? Okay? We don't read, we don't read nothing in the Bible where, where, where Noah said, look, it ain't never even raining. You're talking about building a boat. We, don't, we, don't, we think that, but we've never seen that. 
What did Noah do? He started building. Okay? That's what he started doing. Abraham is called the father of faith. God told Abraham, you know what? You need to go and sacrifice your son. We don't hear no lip. That's an old school word, ain't it? We don't hear no lip. Jesse, you know what lip is? Oh, you heard that before? Don't give me no lip. Somebody told you that? <laughs> okay. And stop. You know, children's service will come in here and get you. <laughs> okay. So, so here, here, here's Esther. Y'all remember Esther? Yeah, Esther? Esther had to go before the king. King hadn't called her in a month. So for her to just step in there, like, why didn't you call me in a month? Off with her head. You know what? She did it by faith. 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 David, David didn't care nothing about Goliath being eight feet tall. David didn't care nothing about that. He didn't care nothing about all he worried about was that he had faith in God. And God that he served was bigger than <laughs> bigger than Goliath. He was, you know, I mean, think about it. Now, think about our faith. Goliath show up. Goliath, you know, you think, when you think about LeBron James, 6'9", cut and buff, you know, stepping in all mad at us, you know, LeBron dunk on somebody, he be doing all this stuff. We be like, 6'9", 250, cut. David said, look, I got got five smooth stones. We don't even know how big them stones, we... We don't even know how big them stones was. I can't imagine they was that big because they was in a slingshot. I mean, they probably had, they probably wasn't big as my finger now. That's what he thought about Goliath. Let me, I'm not saying what he thought about Goliath. That's what he thought about his God. That's what he thought about his God. Okay? Think about it. Can I give you, let me give you one more. Two more. Here's Mary. Virgin Mary. Never had a baby before. Never had a relationship with a man. Mary might not ever even kissed a man before. And God said, and the person who gave her, you have a baby. You must have lost your mind. She didn't say that neither. She didn't say that. She said, how are we going to do this? Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we we not bowing. We not bowing. Okay? Well, if you don't bow, you're going in the fire. Light it up. That's that's some serious faith. That's some serious faith. Light it up. And then I light up seven. You can light up seven times seven. Don't matter. We not getting in. That's faith. Faith is an action word. And when Jesus saw their faith. Amen. Think about that. He saw their faith. You know what? You know what else he saw? These three, he when they see all compassion, he saw their faith. I like this. Now y'all know this this is one of my favorite words in the Bible. And when I when I started thinking about what else did he see? They was, they was, they was, they dragged this man. They, they put him on top of the roof. We don't know how big this man is, but however, it didn't matter. He, it took some work to get him up on the roof. And then when they got up on the roof, they dug a hole in the roof. And then they had to lower this man gently. By this time, their hands and, and had to be hurting. Their backs could have been hurt. We don't know how long they had to travel carrying this man. It didn't matter. Know what they had? Know what they? Know what they had? 
They had faith. They had compassion. Somebody said it endures. They had determination. They had some determination. They had some, God saw it. They had some determination. Let me, let me, let me, let me share this. The Lord, here's Peter again. Oh, Peter, Peter didn't change. He says this, Peter, 2 Peter 3. Now watch what Peter says. This is interesting. Peter said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some man counts slackness, but is long suffering to us word. Watch this. Not willing that any should suffer, but that all should come to repentance. Okay. Think it. Think it. Think it. Don't be focused on the load, on the load you carry. We all carry the load. We all carry a load. But the, the goal of carrying that load is to get that load to Jesus. Get that load to Jesus. Get our, get our loved ones to Jesus. Get, the, get those folks to Jesus. How do we get them there? With compassion. How do we get them there? By faith. How do we get in there? We got to be, like Vaughn said, we got to endure something. We got to be persistent. And it's going to take some work. I'll tell you something. It's going to take some work. And, and the very fact that you here and I'm here, it took some work. It took some work. And I'm glad y'all praying for me. I'm glad y'all praying for me because I'll be going through it. Amen. Okay? And I'll be dealing with, I'll be out here battling all day. All day, every day, there's a battle, okay? So when, so when God starts talking about us being determined, okay, we need to be persistent. Now listen to Columbus' prayer. You know, he said he took a couple weeks off, but, but, but true faith ain't going to take off long. I hear people, oh, you know, you might be backslidden. You might be backslidden. No, you ain't going to be backslidden long. Now you got the real thing. God's not going to allow you to walk away from him and, and take his spirit with you and be gone for six, seven months. No, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Okay. That, that, that spirit of God is going to, it, it just desires to be in the presence of other believers. It desires to be in the house of God. It desires to be fed. That spirit desires to be fed. That spirit, that spirit if you have the spirit of God in you, it's desiring to be fed. Okay. And it knows where the food is at. It knows where the food is at. Okay, faith develops perseverance. How about that? When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, man, I can't do nothing but bless you. I can't do nothing but save you. I mean, you, you got these kind of friends. You got these kind of folks that are willing to knock the door down. And, 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 really, and really what they was doing was biblical. Let me, let me, let me share Y'all know this too. Asked. Asked. And it shall be given you. Seek. And ye shall find. Knock. And it shall be opened unto you. Now watch this. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh find. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Are, are we knocking? Are we seeking? Are we, are we really, really seeking the things of God? That's the key. Someone, someone said, and we've, we've heard this over the years. I used to hear this all the time. Winners never quit. And quitters 
never win. Mm-hmm. How about that? Winners never quit, and quitters never win. I, I sit here watching the NCAA, whatever they call it, and, and, and here you got St. Peter's. School, 800, 800 students got a basketball team. Now, they, they didn't made it all the way to the Elite Eight. Beat, knocking off big time teams. Why? Why? How's that happen? Never happened before in, in, the, in, in, the, in the history of the sport. Never happened before. Here's a number 15 seat. That means you just barely getting in. And now they're going down to the elite eight. How about that? And why? Determination. Determination. Strength to obey. How about that? When, when, when God calls us to get up off our mats, people say, well, you know what? I, I don't know if I can get up off my mat. If he calls you to get up off your mat, he's going to give you strength to get up off that mat. Okay? When he called this man to get off his mat, he, gave, he put strength in his arms and legs so that he can resume a normal lifestyle. That's how God works. He's not going to call you to do something he's not equipping you to do. Okay? So when God called him to get off his mat, he gave him strength. To carry and to do the normal things that need to be done. God ain't gonna call you and, and leave you in a in a in a state where you gotta you can't do nothing. I see so many Christians, you know, God called me, but I'm just I'm still on the mat. Still on the mat. How about that? Okay? He's still on the mat. God, well, you know, you you talk to Christians all the time, don't you? I know you do. I'm like, God, you you a child of God, you still on the mat? No strength in your arms, no strength in your legs, no strength, no, no spiritual strength at all. You can't do nothing. God ain't call us like that. God ain't call us to heal, call us. What kind of testimony would that be for God if he called us to be his children and, and we have no power? Hmm. Some Christians just have a hard time getting off the bat. And maybe that's where we come in at. Maybe we need to come in and help them. You know, it's, you know, somebody said it's easier to help somebody up than to knock somebody down. Amen. You ever think about that? Uh, a, lot of t- a lot of times I, I, I'll, I'll be at the gym. I'll be at the gym. I'll be working out. And I'm on the mat and I'm doing my workout. And a brother I know come by and I'll stick my hand up. He just pulled me right up. Mm-hmm. Pull me right up. Just pull me. You know, if, I, if, I, if I try to get up on my own, it'd be hard. You know, because I'm getting old. And I got to twist all around. And I just took my arm up. He just pulled me up. They call me old school. I'm like, I'm like whatever, help me up. Let me give you this last person. Did I, give you, did I give you the last person? I gave you, how many did I give you? Well, y'all know who the last person is. The last person is love. So we see in compassion, we see in faith. We see determination, and now we see love. Now we see love, okay? And, and God's love, let me tell y'all something about God's love. God saw their faith. God's love is not a pampering love. See, we got, we got it messed up in the church. Honestly, we, got, we think God, you know, God, oh, we'll be all right. You know, just stay down there. God will help you. You know, no, no, no. I know it's not in the Bible. We talked about this morning, God, you know, where God helps those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible, but it's, it's got a biblical twist to it. Okay, God's willing to help you, but his love is going to empower you to do things that are impossible to the world. That's what God's love do. Let me give you some verses. Okay, let me give you some verses and I'm going to close. 
God's love. God's love. First, first Thessalonians 3, 12. Listen. God's love. Uh, how you want to look out? God's love. God's love as, a, as believers. God's love. We see in everything. I, I'm, I'm watching everything. I'm watching. I'm watching everybody. Everywhere I go, I'm watching. Seeing if God, if God is calling me to, to talk to this person or to witness to this person or to help this person or to share something with this person. God's love is always looking to help someone. It says the Lord. He says the Lord make you increase and abound in love. One toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. How about that? Are you on the lookout? Looking to help somebody? Looking to see? Looking to share the love of God with someone? These men, when, when Jesus saw their faith, he saw the love of God. He saw the love that they had for this man that was on the mat. Okay. He wanted, this man on the mat obviously wanted to get well and do better. He wanted his sins forgiven. He wanted his sins forgiven and he wanted to resume a normal life. He had to he had to he had to share that with his friends and his friends because they had the love of God in them. Seeing that and they got this man to Jesus. Remember David and Jonathan. Remember David and Jonathan. Jonathan should have been the next king. Okay, but 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 he's seen in David something that God put in David. Okay, and the Bible says, and Jonathan loved David. Okay, watch what else it says. And Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own son or as his own soul. Jonathan understood the promises of God. He understood God's plan. And when he seen that David was the man that God had called. Remember, remember, David was already anointed by God when he met Jonathan. Obviously, that story was shared. But instead of Jonathan getting jealous like Saul did, Jonathan embraced what was in David. Okay, and it cost Jonathan. It cost Jonathan his relationship with his father. Here, here, here's this. Here's this verse. Think about this. Here's Jesus' love for us. Here's Jesus' love for us. John 13, 1. Watch this. Jesus is getting ready to go to die. It's Passover Sunday. He's going to die. Watch what, he, watch what this verse, watch what John says about Jesus. He said, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world Unto the Father. Now watch this. Having loved his own, which were in the world, watch this. He loved them unto the end. How about that? Somebody, somebody we just sit here and, and do a word study on love and find out how many different ways God loves us. Jesus loved us to the end. John 15, 13 says this about Jesus. Greater love. Y'all know this. Have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Well, I don't know what Jesus saw when he looked at these four friends, but he, he knew that they had a great love for their friend. And we need to protect it. We need to protect our love. 
Okay, our love is under attack. The church is under attack. The people of God are under attack all throughout the world. I heard, I just see you preach, you know, uh, about up in the higher places. I mean, God's people are under attack. Tell y'all something. Without being political, I asked him. I asked that little boy back there. I said, I said, Carson, what are you, a boy or a girl? He said, I'm a boy. Did he say I'm a white boy? My boy. He's a boy. Okay? Now, no offense. The attack is not coming from the sister. The attack is against the church. Because if, if, if that new Supreme Court justice would say, well, I, uh, the, 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 I know the difference between a man and a woman. She said, I believe the Bible. See, if you're going to destroy a country, you first got to destroy the word of God. And when you can destroy the word of God, you can sit here and say, I don't know the difference between a man and a woman. That's deep. But saying, I don't believe the Bible because what's the Bible say? He made them what? Both male and female. I'm not being political. I'm just saying. The church in the word of God is under attack. Know what a man is. And I know what a woman is. Look at that one back there looking good today. (laughs) I told her this one, I said, you're looking good today. You know, when you start getting old, you have to take advantage of those them days, you know. You don't come around all the time. All right. Stop laughing, Toya. Your husband ain't that old yet. I lost my track. Love, love, love. love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Now, we got to protect it because we can lose it. Okay. The great church in, in Revelations, Jesus speaking to the church of Ephesus. Watch what he says. He says, unto the church of Ephesus right. These things say he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the gold, seven golden candlesticks. Watch what he says. He said, I know your works and thy labor and thy patience. These are great stuff he said about this church. Uh, and, and thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars. This is a great church. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Now watch here. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. They have left that first love. We can get caught up. We can get caught up in good stuff. I hear people say all the time, y'all hear me say it all, good stuff, good things can take us away from the things of God. Okay, don't have to be bad things. Sometimes we think about people that walk away from the love of God, they think, well, they started drinking, they started smoking, they started fornicating, they started gambling, they started whatever. No, no, some good stuff will take you away from the things of God. Good stuff can. Good stuff can. You know, we got to protect our love. We got to fight for our love. We got to be determined to love.
We got to be determined to love. I like that word determined. Okay. It, it takes courage to be a child of God today. Seriously, just to walk in that, you know, you don't even hardly hear people talking about the things of God. You know, I hear some songs and, and listen to some of the radio stations that call themselves Christian radio stations. You don't even hear them lifting up Jesus. You got to listen too hard for it. We need to lift up Jesus Christ. They need to know any church, not this just church. When the doors open of the church, just like Jesus said, and he preached the word unto them. I, I pray that the word of God is being preached here at Christian Bible Baptist Church. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for thank you for faith and determination and compassion. Father God, thank you. Thank you for all the things that you've done. Thank you for the strength that you've given us as a church to endure the difficult times that we've had to go through as a church, as a family. Father God, we pray for this church. We pray for these young people that are here. Pray, I pray especially for Justin and Joshua, Father God. Haven't seen them in a while, Father God. It's just so good to see them. And we pray for them, Father God, that they would be strong. That they would be strong and they would not let the things that's going on around them affect them, Father God. Just to be strong and, and encouraged, Father God. Because God is still on the throne, Father God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.